over and over and over again. Show is. Welcome to the Broder Shoulder. What up, dog? What up, dog? Welcome home, man. Thanks, man. I'm glad you made it back safely. Me too. My biggest fear with your knife show is that terrorists were going to take over your plane. Oh, really? Yeah, because you got to fly over the district, dude, Washington, D.C., to get uh, back. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, he's going to crash into the Pentagon. Bro. Trigger words. I'd fuck up a terrorist if they tried to take over my plane. I am, I am not afraid of a box cutter. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm no hero, but I'll tell you... When you're in a fuselage and you're thousands of feet in the air, you're in prison and no one's taking money out of my prison wallet, dude. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm fighting back. Yeah. Yeah. We'll flight 19 in this motherfucker. I'll crash that shit into the ocean. You mean it'll get shot down by a jet? Yeah. A no. fighter jet? Dude, no way. No way some fucking Haji's going to kill me with a fucking box cutter. He might get one good cut off. I'm going to bite him in his fucking nose, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to get home to my dogs, man. Yeah, no, that's seriously. So how'd the uh, the knife show go, man? That must have been so fun. It was super fun, super tiring, um, and super weird and humbling at the same time. It was all like, it was a lot of emotions. Yeah, because you saw a lot of your idols and shit, so. All of them. I met everybody I wanted to meet, except oh. for one, because he's a nice guy, but he doesn't have an approachable face. <laughs> so you know what I mean? He so has RBF. Like, yeah, so I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. But I'll get another chance to meet him, but. Um, I met Mareko and he was super cool. Hell yeah. And he had heard of me previously and heard of the show. Nice. So fuck yeah. I, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, it's cool, man. But, fuck yeah. Cause I had like my, my swag on. So, because it's like, you know, these people through the internet. So like they don't necessarily know what you look like. Right. So it's good to have your logo on you. And he looks down at my shirt and he goes, Oh, I know who you are. I've heard of you. I was like, what the fuck? Mareko Mumasi has heard my name. And he was the dude with this on Rogan, right? Yeah. And he uh, is he the one that made the meteorite uh, blade? I believe he has. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fucking cool, dude. Yeah. He's super humble, chill guy. Probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. I talked to him for about a half hour. And he talked to me like we've been friends for years. Oh, that's so rad. Most people like that, like, uh, uh, you remember Nico Hurtado, the tattoo mm -hmm. guy? Like, yeah. even you approached him on the internet and, you know, and he, he like, responded back. Most people at that level, man, they're so humble, and they just want to reach back and help hoist somebody forward because they know they have knowledge. Right. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And that's really rad. My sponsor, Marabraid, tagged me in a post with all of those guys, and those guys are like the kings of knife making. Oh, no shit. And I was like, bro, I do not deserve to be in a post with these guys. Sure you do. And they were like, all our friends are kings. And I Hell, was like, oh, that's so nice. That's so nice, wow. man. They're super cool dudes. And... I brought up dicktrinkets.com to them. Fuck yeah, you did. Dude. Hell yeah. Everybody, so after the Blade Show, there's a, a joined hotel that's like, I don't know, 12, 13 stories. And in the center of it's a fucking atrium that goes all the way up to the roof. Yeah, I saw the kids flipping the <coughs> butterfly knives, like yeah. newsies. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you'd like, you'd know you were getting close to a crowd of the millennials with the battle songs. Right. It was a big competition. It's like the biggest knife battle song flipping competition. Oh, ba holy a battle shit. song's a butterfly knife. But you'd know when you were walking around, you were getting close to a group of them because you'd hear, <laughs> and you'd smell B.O. Because ah, <laughs> it's all like. They're, they're knife nerds. Yeah, it's all like millennial nerds. That's so funny. They were only there for butterfly knives. I, I bought Braden one, 
And it's a training one. It's not a sharp one because he said he was interested in that stuff and he's seen the videos because they're kids a little older than him. Right. Yeah. They and looked really young. In yeah. The they were probably yeah. They were probably sixteen to eighteen. Um. So I bought him a training one. Can't bring it on the plane. So one of the other guys took it with him and is mailing it back. It's already on the way. But oh, that's fucking cool. Speaking of taking shit on the plane, you know what buffing compound is, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. The, so enlighten me. Sticks of, like, they look almost like clay that you, like, hit a buffing wheel with. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's got, like, mild abrasion. Well, when you buy them from knife suppliers, because we use so much of it, they come in these humongous bricks. Right. And Noah, my co-host, bought a big brick of buffing compound and was like, pack it up extra good. So they saran wrapped, they bubble wrapped it and then saran wrapped it and he tried to bring it through TSA, uh, and they thought it was a kilo of cocaine. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Did they canine unit him and fucking take him out back and shit? They didn't take him out back, but they made him open it in front of everybody. And uh, that must have been stressful enough, because I don't know if our listeners have been inside the Atlanta, Georgia airport. It's probably busy. It's fucking humongous, dude. Yeah. Google that shit. It's, I took, so I got off my plane. I will Google that shit. I took two trains in the airport. To get to the car rental place, a sky train and an underground train. Uh, that's nuts when you get to a building that has a train in it that's taking you somewhere else in the same building. It's the uh, it is the world's busiest airport according oh, it to is. YouTube. Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, let's look at this shit right here. Ooh, I drove through there. It's I drove through that four thirty in the morning and it was busier than that. Oh, I bet. And that knife show looked really big. Is that knife show, like, did you go particularly to that because it's a big one? Yeah, it's the world's biggest. Oh, no that's, wonder. That's the blade show. They have other ones. They have one in Texas and one in California, are but, you, that, but that's the biggest one. Are you going to go to those? Or? No. I might go to Maker Camp. I don't know. i got to talk to the wife. It's in the beginning of October. It's in upstate New York. Well, it's not bad. You drive there. Yeah, it's a seven-hour drive. And it's like a camping thing. It's not like a blade show. Like there's not like sales and vendors. Right. All those upper echelon makers come together in like a camping trip and just make shit for a weekend together. Oh wow. And you can just go and make shit with them. What? I want to go to tattoo maker camp. That fucking that sounds awesome, dude. Why don't they have you that? You guys don't have that because uh, for some reason tattoo artists have way bigger egos than knife makers. I, the, the one thing and if there's an artist out there listening um and they're like, "Hey, I don't have an ego." Well, I'm not talking about you, you fucking cunt. I'm talking yeah. about the fucking cunts that have egos and you know that they do. The tattoo community in general is not the same as the knife community. No, you have to be someone's it's like a in my opinion, if you work at a shop with someone, they'll be friends with you, but it'll be catty. You know, it's so competitive. I don't give a fuck, dude. We all got to eat. I love what I do. I buy diapers and weed with the money I make it work, you know, and I'm just grateful to be there. The fuck? Dude, it looks like a giant, the airport in it's, Atlanta. It's fucking huge, dude. Humongous. JFK is like nothing compared to that airport. And, that, and JFK is a big airport, That's dude. a big airport, too. That's where my layover was. Oh, cool, dude. My hometown is my stomping ground. Dude, hold on. I'm going to send you a video. So I'm in the JFK airport in my layover, and I'm playing COD Mobile on my phone. Yeah. Just trying to... I got four and a half hours to kill. Right. So I'm just sitting there, minding my business, trying to relax, and I look up, and there's a dude with an Oculus headset on. And he's got like... He's like turning and he's got finger guns and he's going pew, 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 pew. and he was there for i sat in that spot for over two hours and he was there the entire time that's so funny 
Dude, this airport is it uh Dude, that's like a subway system. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. It's fucking crazy. Like a literal subway in the fucking airport to take you to the airport. How is Atlanta, Georgia the busiest airport in the world? Out of uh, all the cities in the world. If you've noticed, and who knows why they do this, uh, like my mother-in-law just flew up from uh, Virginia. So she flew from Virginia Beach to, uh, I believe, Norfolk, right? And that was like 20 minutes in the air. Then she went from there to New Jersey and then from there to Maine. Why can't you just take one fucking plane for six out, right? Why did yeah. she have to fly for 20 minutes? So I assume Atlanta being where he is, where it is, is one of those spots that everybody's going to stop for a layover. I rode that train. It's all probably money and why you got to take so many fucking layovers. Yeah, uh, I'll do things differently next year. Um, dude, I want to go. Want You can come with me, bro. I want to go next year, dude. Yeah, yeah. dude. Uh, it's a one-way flight. I'm not doing layovers again. No, I'm, it sucks. I'm paying the extra money for a one-way flight. I'm paying the extra money to stay in my own hotel room. Yeah. Because, like, if we went, I wouldn't mind sharing a room with you, but I was in an Airbnb with, like, 12 other fucking oh. dudes, and some of them were in their 20s. It was a pool table. Everybody was drinking. Like, Buddy, I'm, if we go together, I, I'm not staying in, in, like, a fucking motel either. You'd be so happy. I'm getting one with, like, a fucking jet tub in it so I can relax when I'm in there at nighttime. I want to stay right in the hotel that the pit is in. So after the show... There's a party that goes on till like three o'clock in the morning <sighs> nice. with, with everybody from Blade in the pit and people bring food. There's bars like everybody's oh, getting shit Oh, I saw there was paced. like a smorgasbord of fucking food to eat, right? Like yeah, a uh, uh, one, uh, Brian House did that for a bunch of guys, but like this, you can buy food there. The, right. You know what I mean? Or you can bring food, order food, whatever you want. A couple guys ordered a bunch of pizzas and wings and stuff it, like that. Is it called the Atlanta Blade Show? Like, if I look for it on YouTube, there must be something there Blade now. Show Atlanta. Blade Show Atlanta. Um, but I would like to stay right in that hotel, so that way I can just... No rent-a-car, dude. I got a rent-a-car this time. They, they fucking double-charged me. So I got charged with my reservation, and then I got charged again at the booth. Oh, those fucking cunts. And they haven't put the extra money back. Um, they sprung a $700 deposit on me that wasn't, like... Either I didn't read what I was, what I, my reservation or what, but it, right. didn't, it didn't say shit about a deposit. So I was like, what the fuck? There's half my money right there. Uh, uh, oh, there's Jason Knight. Not seeing anything. I want to see, it'd be really rad to get some footage, see you with your homies there. You know what I mean? How's no one going to post anything? Those oh, Blake all, Show. Oh, yeah, those are these all. These are just big, giant fucking. Yeah, companies own posts. Yeah, no, I want to see, like, people, people at the Blade Show. It looks so fun, bro. It, it makes me want to go. I, uh, you know, and it's, it's funny. I always thought early in my career that I wanted to go to tattoo conventions, but when I watch Instagram, and, and I want to meet other artists. I don't want to say this, like, I don't want to meet and hang out with other artists, um, but everyone's so into being popular you know, in that industry, everybody, what you know, look at me, I'm shiny. And it's like, I want nothing to do with anything where it's going to be like Mean Girls. Yeah. You know, uh, what it looked like with you when you guys, everyone's just like, fuck yeah. You know, you can meet your idols and shit. Mm -hmm. uh, but that being said, like Nigo Hurtado, you know, like anyone at that upper echelon, you know, they're so humble. Uh, you know, I did a seminar once with uh, Nico and it was live and he was answering all of our, you know, I got to converse with this dude. He's such a good guy. Yeah. And then he didn't charge us for it. He, it was supposed to be like a hundred bucks and I think 50 people were there. So that's $5,000. 
And uh, I got an email like a week later from him or from his Patreon rather, you know, and he was just like, hey, guys, it was my birthday the day of it didn't go as good as I wanted it. So, you know, it's fucking free. You know, he had some technical difficulties in there and uh, we had to wait like 20 minutes for him to come back and figure it out. And he's like, no. But what I learned from him in that one podcast fucking it changed everything it changed how i mixed my ink how what i use for needles like the the movements of my hand you mm-hmm. know exactly and, i i took jason knight's grinding class grinding is my strong suit when you were there at yeah. the show cool and grinding is my strong suit but i was like well fuck it why not I'll, you know i mean i know him he's been on my show twice right i'm sponsored by the guys that were putting on the class so i went to it and i was glad that i did because like when you watch his hand movements, you pick up like little nuances. Right. Like why does he why does he slightly curl the blade like that? You know, or like he does this like flick thing when he takes the tip off the belt. And I noticed it immediately and I was like Like he's feathering it almost, like feathering the edge or whatever. Or like he's like like he cause you keep the belt you keep the edge horizontal with the belt <laughs> while you're passing through on a bevel. And when he gets to the tip on the middle of the belt, he like flicks it off. And yeah, it's I think it's his method methodology for not overheating the tip. But either way, it was cool to see a master yeah. do what they do. Because you like and also being there, I, it was the first time I got to hold other makers' work. Nice. So it's like you get you're able to realize where you were at versus everyone else uh it isn't that it's so rewarding uh you should never compare where you're at to anyone else but you can certainly compare you, the quality of your work to a master right you know and just see where you're at with that and i think that's healthy and that's fucking awesome that you got to like hey you could feel the weight of it the balance of it mm-hmm. the little the thickness yeah the yeah. nuances they put into it you know uh there might be a dude out there that's wicked into balance you know he can just balance all his knives on his finger or whatever you know and it's like you pick up on that you know that that's totally cool do you feel as though that you like got some xp points from uh going there definitely i there was a lot of things i saw that i need to change um my chef knives are too thick um like the blade itself is yeah, too Yeah, there's thick. too much meat behind my edge. Not that they don't function, but when you pick up 12 master's knives and they all have that one difference from yours, it, you, yours is the wrong one. Okay, and I'll give you that. Yeah, that's absolutely... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I pick up a bunch of master smith's knives and I'm like, these are all a lot thinner than mine. Mine are too thick. That's the only... Hell yeah. Only conclusion you can come to. Um my fit and finish is good. I do a machine finish. Most of these guys hand sand. I don't hand sand. Um, but my machine finish is good. Fit up is good. Um, there was. It, I am confident now, having been there, that I could exhibit. Oh, fuck yeah. Do you think next year you'll go with like a case of not, maybe not no, to sell, but to just there's show? There's a waiting list to get in. Oh, uh, okay. To be an exhibitor. Everybody who's exhibited the year before is grandfathered in the next year, so you have to wait for somebody not to go. Oh shit! So there was a lot of um, there was a lot of like more famous makers who had tables and didn't have anything for sale. Right, they're just keeping their spot. They're just keeping their spot, and they had like already sold pieces out for display. Just like, hey, check out my work. Right, you can't you can't buy it, motherfucker, but you can look at it. Did anybody in your clique? 
were they an exhibitor? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. a bunch Hell of yeah. them. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Um, one of the kids in the house, he was two-time youngest Forged and Fire champion. Oh, that's insanity, dude. dude. That's so cool. <laughs> there was two young guys in the house, and they, I'm, I told them both, I'm like, I'm so glad I met you, muscle fucking dummies. I was like, <laughs> you guys are fucking hilarious. Uh, because they're bros, dude. You know, one's from yeah. Nebraska, one's from Iowa. They're both jacked. They're fucking corn-fed country bros. <laughs> That's like, so awesome, man. Yeah, and they both do awesome work. I'm checking out that video you sent me. I just saw that you sent me a video, so you probably wanted me to put it on. Oh, the guy. The but guy. then check out my memories, dude. Look how far I've come. That was four oh, years wow. ago. That looks like shit. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Thank you. I know if you compare that to the Rogan I did on your yeah, leg, man. man, I know. Or even the Johnny Cash. Did you see the post I made of the very first tattoo that I ever put in skin? And no. then, and the, oh, dude, shit. Hold on here. I'll show you that. Um, this is uh, my favorite. How do I do this? From it's so weird on desktop. How do I look at my fucking profile? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know. I've ne I've never been on my Facebook on a desktop. Oh, I know. That's so weird. I just want to show you the post. Click on your name, Rich Roger. Rich Roger. Okay. There you go. Okay. Um, that's, wow, the little gun. Is yeah, that on Joel? That is on Joel. So that, you know, that's back in 2018. And then check this shit out. I did it uh, a week ago now. Bam. Damn. Yeah, dude, that's work ethic. It's fucking work. I, I'm not saying that I'm shit in my industry. There's, you know what I mean? But that clearly is work ethic. I'm proud of that, dude. Yeah, you've got one of my first knives. And you have a whole bunch of my first work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last, last night I was cleaning up the shop. And, like, as knife makers, we, uh, we, we kind of, there's no sound. Um. You know, we, we'll always start projects and not finish them. <laughs> Dude, he's like thumb gunning in the middle of the JFK it's, airport. But he's not like holding a clicky thing, so it's no. fucking... Right, like where's his controllers? Don't you have to have controllers? It doesn't know where your thumbs are. Right. He's like pretending. Are you allowed to do that in an airport? Are you allowed to pantomime a mass shooting at an airport? I sat in that spot for over two hours before they changed my gate, and he was there when I got there and when I left, doing that same thing the whole time. Um, if you have social anxiety, I bet those are like swimming goggles that he like painted. You know what I mean? He's just fucking Asperger. -y. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, don't fucking bother me if I'm pantomiming just shooting motherfuckers. That's awesome. But I, th I was saying like, um, when you're a knife maker and you do batches of heat treats, you know, for a while, like you have, sometimes you get a bat, you have a bad batch, either fucking they get overheated or whatever. And I had a bunch of knives on my bench from like spanning from like the beginning to recently that I was either questioning whether the heat treat was good or not. And so last night I decided to start snapping them in half. Oh, just to see what yeah, the... Yeah, because you can see the grain and the tighter the grain, the better it looks. And there was one uh, stainless chef knife in there that I knew I overheated because it was a hole in the foil packet. Or, like, it, it was fucked up from the hole in the foil packet. I put that thing in the vise, and it, like, crumbled, dude. It looked like broken glass on the inside. Oh, that that's good, though. It was probably an awakening in one respect of your craft for you. Like, hey, like, yeah, I like work I, on that. I knew I was right that it was fucked up. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of, like, some guys be like, nah, that's probably fine. I'll send it. Mm -hmm. um, I knew I was right that that one was fucked up. And then a couple of them that I thought were fucked up were fine. 
but you never know. So that's where uh, <clears throat> it's so uh, like we can compare our crafts in so many ways, and they're so similar in a lot of respects. And then, like for example, on Thursday, I have to do a touch up or a detail session on a dude, and he's unhappy with the work I gave him. Oh no! Yeah, and as a tattoo artist, you have to. There are artists out there that'll tell you they've never done a bad tattoo. It's bullshit, you know? Yeah. I, I've done a lot of tattoos I wish that I could have back, but you got to learn, you know, in a skin type, this or that. Um, but it's one of those, like, kind of how you reverse engineered, like, if you overheated those knives. Like, I have to go into that tattoo and figure out, you know, like, when he said, hey, I'm not 100% happy with the tattoo, well... If you're a good person, boom, you just let go of your ego. It does not matter what I think. And I reviewed the tattoo, and I'm personally like, what the fuck's wrong with it, man? You mm -hmm. know, but he expressed to me what he wants me to change, and I'm going to go in there and give him my best, dude. But I have to now reverse engineer what he sees, you know, and it's like, fuck, if I didn't hit the mark there. And it's a, uh, I'm happy to do it because it makes me better. I'm happy to do it because it makes me a better business person on how you handle that shit. You that know? happens with everything, though. I, get, I just got a knife back in the mail. And they offered to pay me to make the changes. And oh, I was no like, shit. I was like, nah, if you're not happy with it, I'll make the changes. Like, um, I was under the impression the knife was for the husband. It's not. It's for his very petite wife. I have fucking monster hands. Oh, you made a fucking... Yeah, so the handle's too chonky. Um, she, want, she saw another knife I made where I added, like, a curve on the bottom of the handle. She wants that added. Just silly stuff. Right. Put a, put a new edge on it. Um, are you doing a flat out brand new knife? Or no, no, no. I'm just going to make changes on that knife. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm way too busy to fucking. They won that knife in a raffle. So. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a raffle knife. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm not charging them for the alterations. So it's fine. But yeah. Sometimes, you know, I, I, I've had people be like, hey, I don't like this. And it's because they want me to add something, you know, that they wanted before that they didn't put in. And it's like, hey, like, I'll do the touch up on the work I've done. But. You know, if I had anything, I'm fucking I'm charging you, you know. Right. And then there's times like, you know, this dude coming in Thursday, like you express something to me like, hey, dude, just be cool to me. Don't like call me a piece of shit. You know, be cool. Come in. I'll do the best I can for you, even if I don't like it. I mean, I like this dude coming in. He's just fine. Mm -hmm. He drinks a wee bit much for wanting to complain about his artwork because it's really hard to work on his skin. Like, dude, you fucking pull a line or you, like, shade it. It just starts pissing liquid because he drinks, like, hot fire until 3 in the morning and comes in for a 10 o'clock appointment. You know, in the morning, and it's like, dog, that's no different than taking, like, uh, blood thinners. You know, and now I'm just kind of, like, scraping on red paper because the skin gets so irritated. <clears throat> but it's my job to be a craftsperson through that, a craftsman through that. You know, there's a way to tattoo that skin that I'm not, you know, great with yet because it's hard, you know. Right. So it's a good learning experience. Alcoholics tend to be more ornery about dumb shit anyways. Yeah. That's why I don't have any patience for drunks. It's, uh... I wouldn't say hyper-realism, but it, I don't want to say oh, if he ever, he knows I'm talking about him, but I'm just not going to say his tattoo or whatever on the air or whatever. But uh, uh, it, it's a tough fucking tattoo, bro. And uh, of all the wonderful artists in town, I would say I'm, you know, middle of the road because there's some excellent talent out there, but only a few people would have taken on the project, man, you know? And oh, really? Even if I did it at a lower quality uh, than like, you know, someone across the bridge here who's amazing, you know, I still did pretty decent. So his, uh, his asks for it, you know, but they're not unreasonable, actually, what he asked for. He just wants shit to look a little bit different. Yeah, you guys, it's tough for you and Joel because... If there was as many uber-talented knife makers in the Bangor area as there are tattoo artists, I don't know if I ever would have kept going or even started. 
because there's no, you know what I mean? Even though knife making is a global business, most people don't realize in the Bangor main area, there is, it's stacked with talented tattoo artists. Oh my God. Uh, there's a chick in town who would win Ink Master, or at least she'd fucking, you know, and not one of the shitty seasons where they have like shitty tattoo, like, you know, like one of the new ones where they have the world's best. You hand her a marker, give her skin and a machine. Any style, color, black and gray doesn't matter. She talking just about drop. Abby. Yeah, um, but anyways, uh, she could, uh, <laughs> she could fucking, she could win that shit, man. You know, uh, and that's right here, man. And then there's so many other artists that are close to her level, dude. Like, so, like so many. The but other one with the A name who used to work in the shop with Joel. Joel's the girl that Joel apprenticed under. You know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very talented. She has her own style. She's a painterly style, and she likes doing, you know, like, girl shit, you know, and she's really great at it. Um, uh, everyone's so fucking amazing on it. Even uh, apprentices coming up, they're fucking so good, dude. Everything is fine art and awesome. And then you got your old school guys. Like, uh, there's probably in a 30-square-mile radius 40 artists you can go get uh, an amazing tattoo from in different styles, and we're all good at shit, you know? Um, and, but I love it. I think every, even the place I don't like over here, the way everybody's got to eat, man. I hope everyone over at that shop is booked for the next 10 years. They took deposits and they're just making six figures every single, I hope so, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, it's just that ego I can't stand. Yeah. Yeah. But um, also I'm the kind of person, if you cross me, you know, it's, it's over forever. <laughs> Fucking forever. You just apologize. Act. That's not true. If somebody would just take accountability and not blame it on, so just be like, "Listen, I was a piece of shit. I'm sorry." I'd be like, "Oh, you're forgiven, dog. I've been a piece of shit so many times, you know." <laughs> like, but just admit it, you know. Yeah. 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 It is weird. I'll see people in public and I'll be like, "Cause I'm loaded with tattoos, so I'm like, I'll ask people like, who did that?" And uh, people will say a name, and I'm like. Fucking, I have no idea who that is. Where are they? Right in Bangor. Oh, shit. Oh, they're, they're where? Oh, oh. It happens to me. Uh, I would say my specialty right now is like black and gray pieces, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm doing a lot of like floral pieces. I tattoo flowers every day. I've gotten good at them in a respect that's what's being asked of me all the time. And people say that. They'll be like, dude, when I saw like the, the floral shit you did on this other chick, like, holy fuck, I didn't even think you lived in Maine. And I'm like, what a cool compliment when there's like a thousand fucking people to go get work from. But it shows you how popular tattoos are. The, w there could be a hundred more artists in town and everyone's still going to be booked for six years. 18-year-olds pop out of the woodwork like fucking fresh vampires and they're just looking, <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's a new one every day and then so on. And then now, dude, senior citizens are coming in getting fucking tattooed. Like, dude, we're tattooing 70-year-olds like all the fucking time. Weird. It. Oh, I hate it. I don't want to tattoo. skin, them. yeah. Yeah, unless they've been like fucking taking collagen and their vitamins and they work out. You know, it's always like a rickety person. And yeah, they've lost their know. elasticity. Yeah. You stretch it and it just stays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like... But also, like, dude, you're pulling a line, and you can see dead skin flaking and fucking. Gross, dude. Yeah, and it's a very, uh, would porous be the right word if it yeah. had? Yeah, you're worried about the shit I breathe in. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking no, no, I know, yeah. snorting skin cells every day. Oh, from, like, dying old people. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best skin to tattoo is probably babies. Like, the younger, <laughs> I'm not saying I want to tattoo a baby, 
But what I am saying, the younger the skin, the, oh, I'm sure. the, the fucking better it goes in, bro. You know, so I assume like a six-year-old, like like a vampire. I just want to bring back child yeah. tattoos. Yeah. Come here, little fella. You got good skin. <laughs> you want a SpongeBob tattoo, little fella? <laughs> you want a SpongeBob back piece? Because <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. What's that movie with Adam Sandler with the kid? He made his kid get the back <laughs> That's piece. my boy. <laughs> The plane, the plane, <laughs> the plane, the plane. That movie's so fucking funny, bro. It is. His it, uncle's Vanilla Ice. Yeah, Robert Van Winkle. Yeah, Ice, Ice Baby. Hell yeah. Adam Sandler bangs the grandma. Oh yeah. Uh, the actress in that movie is actually, you know, Susan Sarandon plays the old chick. That's mm -hmm. her actual daughter in real life. Oh wow. Playing the teacher that fucking banged out fucking uh Han Solo. Weird. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Han the Solo. The one who fucks Burger. her brother. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh like uh like Susan Sarandon is the chick in prison, right? Uh, right. So the chick that played her in high school when uh when he was young and banging her oh. up, that's actually her daughter, dude. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. Fucking Smoke show. She's the mother of Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen Adam Sandler's movie, That's My Boy, you're missing out. Do not watch it with kids around. No, you can. I, I mean, mean, you, you could know. if you're a bad parent, but... Yeah. Doesn't make you a horrible parent. No, I let my kids watch South Park, Rick and Morty. I don't give a fuck. Rick and Morty scares my daughter. I don't, like, make her watch it, but I'll have it on. She'll just be walking by, like, what the fuck is happening? And oh like, yeah, she doesn't. She's so young though. She yeah. doesn't. And my kids are teenagers. Honey, it's introspective humor. You know. Yeah, I don't want my kids to be offended by everything, so they can watch whatever they want. I watched Revenge of the Sith with her, and uh, you know, like Anakin's becoming Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Why is he so mean?" I'm like, "Dude, shut the fuck up! I told you it's Darth Vader. Keep his, up." His girlfriend died. Yeah, he, well, he's angry. He, he killed her, but she died. In a galaxy far, far, far away, that guy started emo music. Mm, did That's you see that fucking story I posted the other day that was when Darth Maul saved the galaxy and it was photoshopped so that when he when they're on the desert planet and he flies over young Anakin, he fucking cuts his head off? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that, but that's so fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I'm such a Star Wars nerd. I love Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Do you want some Star Wars tattoos? Sure. I'm about to do a, a Boba Fett full color. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Who's getting that? Anybody I know? Uh, I hope they commit. I didn't charge them a deposit, but it's a nice young couple. A chick approached me and was just like, hey, I want to do something rad for Father's Day for my husband. He's great. He works hard, you know? And I was like, come on down. I gave him a cool deal on the day session. Hopefully I get a lot done for him. But color goes a bit longer than black and gray. Yeah. But if you're going to do Star Wars, it's really hard to do that shit in black and gray. Like, you got to full color that shit. Yeah, unless you're doing fucking Vader. But even then, I mean... I, I did, here, I'll actually show you one while I'm talking to you. I get on my phone. I did it on a fucking awesome kid. If you know, Do you know who Darth Revan was? Uh, no. Okay, Darth Revan is the old Republic, so, you, like, a couple thousand years ago. Oh, uh, okay, I played those games. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's the main character in that, so he's, like, this fucking Jedi that has amnesia, and he went to the dark side, but then got amnesia, and then the Jedi took him back and tried to convince him things that weren't true. They lied to him, and so he was, like, a true great Jedi. Like, he fought on both sides, you know, and he was kind of a justice hound, but he rocked two lightsabers, mm -hmm. so... I did this tattoo on this dude of Darth Revan, like with two lightsabers walking like this, and then Palpatine is in the background with the lightning bolts. Is Darth Revan the one that 
is the one Sith to uncover the power through the Force to bring people back from the dead? Oh. Is that the one that Palpatine promised Anakin that he would be able to give him that power because his whatever had that power? I can't answer that question because I don't know. I just know it was a long time before. Um, Knights, Knights of the Old Republic was an awesome game. It's the Vader I just did. Oh, that's badass. Hell yeah, and it's color. There's some blues and grays and shit in there to do cool reflections. Like, I, I want to do one that has, uh, you know, the the like the like blue and the red or whatever. You yeah. Know? Um, dude, I'd do a Vader on you and then uh, like a Yoda. Oh, uh, does, I, I want a Yoda. Does Mrs. Coakley want a baby Yoda? Little Grogu? <laughs> Probably. She hasn't gotten a tattoo since Joel did a uh, 3D butterfly on her shoulder when we got married. Oh, I did the little teeny scratcher art on her. Oh, that's right. We both got Carolyn's heartbeat on our wrists. I'm sure I did a horrible job at lining those out. Ooh. Hell yeah. Blown out and undersaturated. That's a surprisingly painful spot. The wrist? Yeah. That's a sleeper spot. No one ever thinks that's going to hurt. I've tapped out motherfuckers on the wrist, bro. Dude, you were doing that tattoo. Like, we we're on our way to the shop. I was like, honey, it's going to be no big deal. It's right on the wrist. And fucking we get here and you start. And I was like... Holy shit. <laughs> I, yeah. And I have hundreds of hours of tattoos. In really shitty spots. Yeah, I have all the worst spots, except for my sternum. I haven't got my sternum done. Will like, you do a chest piece? If I had a ripped-ass chest. <laughs> and that's the only way you would do a chest piece? Yeah, if I was ripped. in good shape. What's the point? I don't take my shirt off at the beach. You get to see it. If you don't take... You always wear a fucking hoodie and you're sleeved out. No one ever sees your tattoos. Oh, that's, yeah, that's your true. Hand, you know? Yeah, that's true. You can enjoy it. I could do fucking rad shit on your chest, man. On you, I'd love to do some Star Wars shit and some Evil Dead shit. Like some cool Evil Dead shit. Like a good Evil Dead? Yeah. Can we cover the other one somehow? Uh, yeah, we incorporate. I could do the... Turn him into a Darth Vader. If, uh, a lot of black ink, so maybe. You know? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> it would look like there's a Bob Barker reflection in the fucking... Because yeah. I fucked that up so bad. Um, We have to cover my Ralph trip. It's the last of my dumb youthful cover-ups and my dad goes what's that and i go oh, you picked the fucking dumbest tattoo on me it's the last one to get covered up to ask about it was supposed to be a dragon and it looks like a fucking blob <coughs> of fucking coffee grounds <coughs> yeah it looks like you were in a gang or something uh can i see it is it is it am i be able to see right there he did uh yeah uh, yeah, I, I mean, when we started that, there's no way I could have covered that tattoo, bro. I can cover that now. Okay, cool. Well, when you we mean when we started my calf. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude, are you in a position we could just even finish your calf because it's been unfinished? For, we can get back into my calf for five years. Yeah. We probably did that back in eighteen. I bet. Yeah, I'm sure. Like that was one of the first. Dude, we fucking did. So I did a rose the day before on a, on some chick, and it came out like fucking trash, dude. You know, I could probably go. Find oh yeah, that's why you didn't want to do roses on my cab. Right. And I was like, do it anyways. And bitch. then the next day, for where I was at, I kind of did good, you know. Um, but looking at it, I just I need to strengthen. I can make that look so amazing and quick, dude. I uh, I'm getting big fucking quarter sleeves done in four or five hours now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that bear one I just showed you online. That was uh. It's like five hours and 20 minutes. Some of the guys at Blade were like, you have a lot of tattoos. And I was like, yeah. It's like, uh, for me, for one, you don't charge me. I love you for. <laughs> and for two, it's like, you know those like psycho Catholics that like whip themselves? 
Yeah, it's like that for me. Like flogging? You're yeah, flogging yourself? I'm flogging myself. That's why I pick the most painful spots. Yeah. I'm like, I deserve this pain. And somehow this will like rectify me not working hard enough or whatever. Well, you fucked up. You're so covered now. It's all painful spots. No, no. <laughs> like no matter where we, I would have to do all the work we were just talking about on your legs. Yeah. And that sucks. You did, I've you, got a lot of work on my calves though. Both of the back of my knees are done. You didn't like the shoulder piece very much, but I'll tell you, dude, back then I was using coils. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, I could breeze through that work now. And honestly, I've already proved myself in a tattoo chair. Yeah. I'm totally cool with you numbing me up now if you wanted to for a back piece. Uh, Be it just for a back piece because it's like... It, it depends. That's something I would recommend, like talking to your doctor, like making an appointment, going and talking and saying, hey... You know, is there anything above 5% lidocaine that I can use? And then kind of researching what's in there. I've seen a lot of tattoos, and this is all from online. So who knows? It might just be reels trying to get attention. But mm -hmm. people have been getting, like, chemical burns and infections because they're putting that shit on. And it's doing shit to the skin because they're leaving it on for, like, two or three hours before the appointment. And then you're just tattooing this chemical skin. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, because whatever's <laughs> in it's getting injected in the skin, too. Yeah, and so I've heard some people say, hey, don't put it on before. Let's tattoo for, like, 20 or 30 minutes and just open up the area that we're working. You know, every pass you're doing, you're opening up the skin a little bit. And then either waffing it with lidocaine spray or putting, you know, applicating, like, a, a cream on it. And because the skin's open, it'll, like, absorb it. Um, but <clears throat> I've also seen it like one dude did, uh, uh, you probably seen it like a Hanya mask, like a Japanese Hanya mask. Yeah. And half of it was like, you know, the full thing was in red. Half of it was done with lidocaine cream and the other half was without. And it was clear as day how undersaturated and dull the red looked on the side with the numbing cream. So I'm seeing a lot of shit, you know what I mean? I'm just... <clears throat> I imagine if there's any sort of alcohol in it, Hell yeah. that's going to affect the consistency of the ink. Um, I never thought of that. I just won't be a bitch. Uh, I need a back piece eventually. Edibles, bro. When anyone's like, dude, lighting... I'm like, dude, just take edibles. You know what I mean? Like, uh, eat a fucking weed brownie and just Last fucking... time I ate edibles before a tattoo, we both met Jesus. <clears throat> like, I had a fucking epiphany that day. Dude, but it's different now. We got those cookies right when, like, recreational was becoming a thing here. You know what I mean? As far as, like, legal. And I think we got some Wild West cookies. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were not regulating the amount of fucking yeah, weed. Yeah, they were like, sprinkle of this, dabble of that. That, that. Those are the times I'm afraid to eat weed because it's like, this could be a bomb. And I have no fucking idea. Like, don't Joey Diaz me. Dude, you know my wife has, like, a crazy weed tolerance right like insane like she so we grew weed last year it came out meh and we had some left over from the year before that was even more meh right and we didn't even try this year i don't even give a fuck it's too much work i ain't got time for it i'll just buy it at the store it's legal now it's free it's so cheap right but uh so we took all the weed from last year not the stuff that's covered in fiberglass dust in the garage <laughs> but um all the stuff that i the gotten done and put in bags and whatever and she made butter out of it for her and she's like i think i made this batch a little strong and i was like strong <laughs> what are you talking about so i fucking go and i lift up the tinfoil the fucking cookies are green bro wow and i was like honey and she's like 
<laughs> just glass-eyed. I'm like, wow, it takes a lot of edibles to get my wife to be visibly stoned. Right. I was like, Jesus oh, Christ. Man. I was like, am I getting laid tonight or what? <laughs> Did, she, uh, <laughs> Did you give her the hot Cosby while she was all fucked up? <laughs> no. No, but, yeah. Honey, like, just go with it. She's like, do you want one of these cookies? I'm like, what the fuck do you think? No, I don't want one of them cookies. Does she, uh, does she get, like, crippling and anxiety like if she eats too much or she just get wasted she says it's for pain F fair but i feel like some people just get anxiety like regardless that does not mean? happen to my wife she's fine because you and me we're too introspective like yeah. when she I gets happy and like <clears throat> watches tv and i'm like you think you're a piece of shit yeah i'm like i'm a yeah. piece of shit why am i not fucking working right now i should work 26 hours in a day and never sleep like fucking savages never sleep why why do i have to sleep so much that's what we did when I was tattooing you. You were sitting there like, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you were like being quiet and you're like, God, I'm a fucking piece of shit. Every, <laughs> everything I do is fucking lame. But when I, I was tattooing you and I was wearing a hoodie, I put the hoodie over my face, right? And I just drew the strings as tight as I could. So I had no peripherals of anything but the tattoo. And I was just in there like a cocoon. And I was like, oh my God, this tattoo sucks. I suck. Everything fucking sucks. Dude, that tattoo came out so good. That was my koi fish. <laughs> and it's so funny. You look down at me and you're like, bro. Do you feel like shit right now? And I was like, ah, yes, yes. And then I calmed down because I knew you were going through it too. But I learned I can take copious amounts of edibles and tattoo just fine. Dude. That was an accident. It's rare that I would say I'm too high to drive. <laughs> I was probably too high to drive that day. I was probably too high to drive that day too. Um, you know, but goddamn, dude. Mm. No, that was the day that ruined edibles for me. I've had a couple dates since then, and I take it easy now on the edibles. Yeah, you know, like, that old adage, like, your dad catches you smoking, so he makes you smoke the whole pack? Right. That one cookie I ate was the equivalent of the carton. Oh, yeah, fuck that dude. noise, dude. Fuck that noise. Fucking ate. And I knew it, too, because I ate it, and there was one, like, hollow spot in the cookie where oh, the distillate didn't get mixed in. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder what that is. <laughs> Here, Rich, have this cookie. <laughs> Dude, didn't we split it? Didn't we split the cookie? It was a two-pack. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Because many times we've come here to hang out and, like, do work on you, and we've eaten edibles, and we've been fine. Dude, those cookies were only supposed to be 20 milligrams each, which right. would which would have given you a nice buzz. I took 20 milligrams last night in, in, in a weed soda, and, bro, I felt fucking great, you know? Oh, dude, they had weed lemonade. Oh, floating around for a while and then the state was like we don't like this so you can't do it why i don't know i think it was something to do with the actual kitchen they were making it in oh i had a blueberry lemonade weed soda last night that was 10 milligrams but i mixed it with a cranberry red something soda as well from the same company and they were both 10 milligrams i just sat there and double fisted them Oh. Hell yeah. I, di I didn't care for the amount of sugar, because it's like a soda soda. It was like 40 grams of sugar in each, so I like intook fucking just massive amounts of sugar for no reason, but... That's not that much. <clears throat> I uh, <laughs> I definitely, like, I took a, sh like, a nice warm shower. It was like a blanket. I'm like, ooh. I've got two or four packs of whoopie pies in the front seat of my car that'll probably be gone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I don't get whoopie pies, man. They're gross. I love them, dude. <clears throat> really? That... Only the ones from River's Edge. Those are the best whoopie pies in the state of Maine. Over in Eddington? Yeah. Well, or still on the way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the way out, like Route 9 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're not bad. They have good pizza, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they do. Um, my mom lives out that way, and so we've, we've gotten a lot of pizza from there over the years. It's really yeah. good. Uh, the guy's a fucking weirdo that owns it, but... P 
pizza is the fucking thing. I wish somebody would go into business with me and make a like a pizza place. Because I'll tell you, I have yet to have a piece of pizza that I'm like, oh, fuck, that's a masterpiece. Not more. Yeah. And the best pizza I've ever had has come out of a, like a fucking gas station that's just been burning under the heat lamp for four hours. And it's like nice and good. Like, and that is to me is the best. But I've had gourmet pizza, fancy pizza, shitty pizza, microwavable pizza, you, you know. I fucking I, hate it when they fancy up pizza. Basil, pesto, fucking shut the fuck yeah, up. Shove dick, that dude. up your fucking ass. That's Ninja Turtle sewer food, bro. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be fancy. The best pizza is simple pizza. <clears throat> and um, around here, anyways, River's Edge and Pat's are up there. Um, Pompeii pizza tastes really good, but it fucks my guts up, dude. I, I've had some good pizza around here that makes my belly hurt, so I won't do it. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. pu- well, something they put in those pizzas at Pompeii Pizza. And it, the guys at work get them, too, and it doesn't happen to them. It's only me. But, like, I eat that pizza three times. Right. Because I'm burping it up for the next two days. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Bro. I hate that shit. Um, Pat's is really good. I mean, they're a, a tried and true around here. River's Edge is good if you like thick pizza, which I do. I, I like a crunchy pizza, so I prefer my crust a little thinner, but I do enjoy like a deep dish, mm-hmm. you know, or a, like a nice thick crust. That's like a meal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the, the, I've yet to ha- like the sauce is never on point. Like you think it would be with a great, I, it, I love pizza. Don't get me wrong, dude. I eat, I've eaten pizza this week. You know, it's, it's delicious bread treat, but, uh, you know, so I want to make a fucking pizza place, dude. Maybe Dick Trinkets will lead us to the best pizza. Once we sell Dick Trinkets, we can <clears throat> buy, see the thing if with owning a restaurant, I don't want to work in the fucking restaurant. Oh, no, I'd hire. So that's like a rich people thing later in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd come in and everybody would be like, oh, oh, get the sandy buckets out. Oh, my God. <laughs> and oh. I'd be like, damn straight, minions. And check the timestamps. <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm not coddling you. You're working today without a break. Yeah. And no towels. Someone yeah. go take the towels from them. You don't deserve them. Yeah. 16 I- hours, no break. Yeah, I love Anthony Bourdain's book talked about how you take fucking kitchen towels and you stash them everywhere. Everywhere. And I'm like, dude, that's so awesome that that's a thing, you know, because I've been through that. Like, why won't you just give me dish towels or uh, fucking kitchen towels? Give me as many as I need. Is the Ruby Tuesdays that close that we worked at in the mall still there? Like, has somebody rented it? Um, I think my wife told me there's like a place in there. I think there is. I don't think it's a restaurant, though. They will find in the ceiling thousands of dollars worth of utensils. Yes. Yeah. Let's just go in there and get it. Cool. Well, because the way it worked was they set a budget, right? So then when you were ahead on your budget, you would have to stock up on all the shit that the employees would lose or break, like ramekins, fucking knives, spatulas, <clears throat> all that shit. So, like, I'd have whole totes of utensils that I had to hide because... You know, you guys fucked a spatula, throw it away, grab a new one. Right. Um, and then when they demoted me, I never told anybody where the shit was. Oh, that's so awesome. And they didn't know. They don't know shit. No, it they was, didn't know. They Jess didn't, didn't know. Fucking Christelle didn't know. Let's Ocean's Eleven and just, just go in there. Go in there. Yeah. All of it, because uh, <clears throat> they address anything that I ordered to me. Nice. So it'd be like Ruby Tuesdays. Attention, yeah, Ryan Coakley. Attention, Ryan Coakley. So there's like thousands of shit, thousands of dollars of the shit hidden in the ceiling in there. And the booths. We used to hide shit in the booths all the time. Yeah. Uh, the good old days. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I don't miss cooking. Sometimes I say I do, but I'm so accustomed to being like a spoiled work for myself person now. That job, losing that job and shit was like a wake up call because it was like, like I did an awesome job. I got fired or I got demoted for being too good. Yeah, and caring. They don't want you to care. It's yeah. corporate. They well, want you to do what they say. And I had sex with some servers. You most certainly did. I did. You most certainly did. Just wiping snail trails on the fucking Dell field. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I, should I tell that story? Uh, it's gross, but you can. I didn't wipe my splooge on the Dell field. I did have sex with her on the table, on the line, though, and in the office. Raw dog. Yes, raw dog. Raw dog. Yes. Just natural juices of people. Yep. Flowing everywhere. And then I come in to open the very next day and I'm like, hey, dog, I'm kind of hungry. Can I make a quesadilla? And you're like, dog, I love you, motherfucker. Make a quesadilla. And I'm like, sweet as <laughs> fuck, dude, I'm going to share this shit. And the Dell field, if you don't know, is like this little like countertop, you know, and you can like you make your food and prepare it there. And there's like a little cooler with, you know, all your like food in it. And uh, with the quesadillas, it was customary to put it on that tail field and take the pan that it cooked on and just mash it right into the table to flatten <laughs> it out. And I cut that fucking shit up, and I hand Coakley a piece, and we're, like, munching on it. And he's like, I fucking smashed right here, dude. Fucking butt out. Her asshole's, like, right where the quesadilla was. I fucking smeared that shit left and right. And, uh... She was hot, though. It That's gross. I'm like, motherfucker. We sanitized... Although I'm, eat, I'm eating poop particles. So, dude, we sanitized. Anyways, on the line anyways, we did not in the office. So <laughs> uh, we're gonna, the little explicit warning right here before this story. So I'm smashing her in the office. My balls are literally slapping up against the button to open the cash drawer. <laughs> and we finish whatever. It's 3 in the morning. I have to be back in there at 6. Nice. So I grab one of the towels out of the towel bin and I wipe myself off and she fucking wipes my load out of her, whatever. Sorry if this makes our listeners uncomfortable. Throws the towel down on the counter. We both set the alarm and leave. I come back. I drive home, sleep for two hours, come back into work, and I'm sitting in the office. like neck, You know there was that side chair? Yeah, yeah. So I got my arm up on the thing. Dan comes in. Ooh. Diarrhea Dan. Dan comes in. He's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm just exhausted. I was up late last night. And I'm fucking pounding a Red Bull. And he grabs that towel <laughs> off the counter, wipes the sweat off his face yes. with it, and throws it in the dirty <laughs> towel bin. Oh, dude, you gave your bro a bukkake. You <laughs> didn't even know that was the self bukkake. And like... Obviously, I couldn't say anything. Right. I couldn't be like, bro, I came on that. Don't. Uh, right. Uh, especially you couldn't tell him. Could have happened to a better. He would have enjoyed it. Oh, my. No, he would have he would have literally walked out and announced it to everybody. Mm -hmm. You would have been like, yo. That and then he would have stole the towel when he found out who it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> on a not so comey note, dude, they finally announced the McGregor date. Did you see that? No. When is it? Uh, December. It's going to be the last pay-per-view pay of the year, man. He'll find a way to fucking skate out of it. I don't believe so, man. I, uh, fuck, dude. I don't think you can knock McGregor out now, though, because, uh, the steroids is fucking jaw, dude. He doesn't even look the same. He's got this giant fucking jaw. But my thing with that fight where I'm really excited about it is Chandler cannot be knocked out. 
Like the more you fuck him up, the more he's like, fuck it, we're going to put on a show. And he starts wiping his own blood on himself and being a sad. I don't, Connor doesn't have like knockout fucking. I, like, I think Chandler's going to demolish him. Dude, you think demolish? I think he's going to Dustin Poirier him. I, uh, listen, Poirier McGregor too was like shocking. And he openly admits that he just wasn't in it. Like he just, his heart wasn't there for okay, the training. What about Poirier McGregor three? Cause he was getting his ass beat before his leg broke too. I disagree. I feel as though he bring popped, it up. I, he popped Poirier up, a few Andy. times. Yeah. We'll end it with some highlights from McGregor Poirier three. So. We watched that fight together. Poirier was dominating him. Like, yes, he caught Poirier with some shots. He Poirier ate them like they were fucking sandwiches. I think that uh, McGregor, he fought well against uh, Khabib as well. Your wife is in me DMs. Hit me up at the Win Nightclub, baby. <laughs> that I will give Conor McGregor credit. That is the most savage thing I've ever fucking seen. Every other person I've ever seen who broke their leg like that was screaming on the floor. And he's sitting there just mad looking, fucking talking shit. He basically said that it was just adrenaline because he knew his leg was broken. He was afraid he was never going to fight again in that moment. So he just started running his mouth. He didn't know what to do. I, I think that he's a lot more humble than we give him credit for. And, you know, when you get a hundred million bucks and you come from almost poverty, dude, you know, like what? Fuck, dude, you're going to get lit. He's one in three in the last like six years. Right. But he's fighting killers. You know, he, he he didn't lose to shitty fighters. He's supposedly the best. He's supposed to be the best. Well, you I know don't what? think I don't think he beats anyone in the lightweight top ten. From sixteen to nineteen, he was the best. No, he was. No, he was not the best. He was the first double belt holder. Suck my balls. Who right? gives a fuck? How many title defenses did he look, have? Look, dude, uh, it's a leg kick fest here, but McGregor's like fighting him, dude. You know, it's a good fight. I wish it went longer. I know you love him, but how many title defenses did he have? Uh, zero. Zero. Um, but he won two straps. Wait, so wouldn't that count as a title defense? Oh, he wouldn't have lost uh, the strap and the other weight, though, when he was going for the second weight class. Right. Oh, you, you saw him right there. He just, like, gingerly set that foot down. Or no, he would have, because he won that second belt. So the other person would have won that belt too, right? No. Okay. You only win the belt in the... That's right, why right, Amanda right, Nunes right, right. only yeah. lost one belt. I'm just not impressed by his record. I mean, yes, he beat some guys when he was coming up and got the belts, but look, Poirier's just fucking tooling him up, dude. He's it's <clears throat> like if they fought again, it'd be so different. Poirier really had something to prove in this fight, too. You know, like he wanted to fucking destroy him. This is McGregor 3. He's already knocked him out. He yeah. knocked him out in the second one. McGregor's takedown defense is fucking uncanny, dude. You got to give him that, you know? He, it, he's He's got pretty good takedown defense. He had, to, he had to train for Habib. Yeah. Anybody who trains for Habib has got to fucking... And he almost gets him here. But no. Poirier's a fucking world-class wrestler. Right. Don't be silly. Jump the gilly. Ah, look. But Poirier's got his fucking feet in the fence. You got to fight dirty with Connor because Connor's going to fight dirty with you. He fucking grabs shorts. He grabs. Yeah. See, that's the, the one gloves. thing I'm, I'm super excited about for the Chandler. Because <laughs> they're both dirty bitches. Because they're both yeah. dirty bitches. Fucking yeah. Chandler fish hooked Poirier. Oh, my God. That's not Rocky. It was so like. Oh, yeah. Blew that nasty. fucking blood clot in his face.
Uh, but when Connor's See, on his back, dude, he can't. He never gets up. Oh, he does get up. You know what I mean? But it, it takes him a while. He's See, the thing, the thing is, Connor comes up very rapidly and then takes the bitch's way out because he doesn't defend his belts. Right. He goes for the payday, which I can't hate him for that, but he doesn't fight. So his, he's not progressing. So, like, Poirier is a perfect example of somebody who lost to him and then blew past him right. skill-wise because he never stopped. And the only thing that really stopped Poirier from the strap or Gagey from the strap was Khabib. Realistically, yeah. yeah. Who has the strap? Uh, Edwards, right? Leon yeah. Edwards? No, no. Uh, lightweight is Islam Makachev. So, uh. so, Walmart brand Habib. Isn't it? Habib's better than Islam. Volk's but is about to fight for a, a second weight class, isn't he? Volk, Volk's fighting in his weight class against Yair Rodriguez, and that's going to be a fucking monster that's fight. That's soon, isn't it? That's yeah. like really soon. That's going to be a great fight. Nobody beats Volk, dude. Islam no. didn't even beat Volk. I, di I don't think he did. If Volk had another 30 seconds in that last round, he would have knocked him the fuck out. Dude, look at the post-fight interviews. Volk's standing there fresh. Looks like he could go another five rounds, and Islam's team's literally holding him up for pictures. Right. I'm just, I'm over McGregor, bro. I'm just, I'm tired of him. I'm tired of his fucking gimmick. I'm tired of him, them making this big deal about him, and then he comes in and gets his ass beat every fucking time. Chandler's going to demolish him, dude, and I'm going to relish in it. I'm going to, this will be the first fight I put money on. Oh, no. Oh, shit. I'm really? going to put 100 bucks on Chandler, knock out second round. Oh, yeah. That's what I hate about sports betting. There's got to be some sort of spread. You can, yeah. It's never just win or lose, you know? Because you know that Connor's gonna come in as the favorite. Connor's even talking shit right there, sticking yeah. his tongue out so and shit. You see him grabbing his glove and then he fucking pulled himself away. This is when it happens, I think. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh right it's there. Hard to watch. He doesn't tap or anything, he just takes it till they call it. He's like, Doctor Stoppage! It's a Doctor Stoppage! Oh, oh, fucking gross, shit, dude. dude. I don't know if he intentionally took this heel angle, but I view him like a heel. Like, I view him like I want... I'm going to watch his fight to watch him lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I used to love the guy, so it kind of sucks that I don't feel that way about him anymore. But I think he took the call. I think... Like, it is like the Colby Covington route without, like, Colby had to do that to stay relevant. Connor, like, had to do that to make the money he wanted to make out right. of fighting. You and know? we called it. Yeah. We watched that Mayweather pay-per-view. Oh, it was, uh, I knew it was, that was, like, the highlight. That was the highest he would ever reach. Mm -hmm. you know? we, we called it. We are like, we're never going to, I said, he's not going to defend these belts. And he didn't. He relinquished both belts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I'm going to buy that fucking pay-per-view in December, dude. That's a good fight. Dana knows how to do it, man. Uncle Dana knows how to fucking do it because I want to watch it. I'm, I'm going to use the laptop I paid for to watch that pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, we'll watch it here, dude. It'll be so fucking fun to do it here. Um, but I got to go tattoo some motherfuckers, dude. So let's cut this fucker. All right. Yeah. All right, bro. Tater. <laughs> Welcome to the Broder Shoulder.